Hi, everybody. Um, you know, I, I, it occurs to me, we're, we're actually, we're working on putting this all into a podcast forum, uh, and I feel like we should have some kind of, like, welcome to Picayune Conversations or something like this, but uh, I think it might be a little over-the-top cheese for us um, when we're already pretty cheesy, so we'll just, we'll skip it. This is episode, I don't know what, of Picayune Conversations. Yeah, I don't know either. And, um... Uh, we're going to talk a little bit today just about uh, about running a business because yeah we're mental health professionals but we're also we're we're business owners and they don't teach you at least not in my program and I don't think in yours no. they don't teach you how to start a private practice no they also and I don't say this critically but I think they mostly steer you away from that um, so yeah. Uh, I'll tell you how we did it. Yeah, we, we want to talk a little bit about Let's about see. what we do. Now, some of what we're going to talk about might be, you know, specifically applicable to folks in the mental health field, um, in the medical field, something like that. But um, there are lots of other elements that we're going to talk about that I think are really applicable to all kinds of all kinds of business. And so, uh, if you're a business owner or you're thinking about opening a business or um, something like this, I think this would probably be a, a conversation for you. So I, I think the premise that we kind of wanted to start with today and, and focus on, we'll try to make this not, not so long today. Um, we really wanted to talk about marketing and um, start from a really simple premise. Of course, there are things you can do to you know market really well and creatively. And of course, there are people who are out there like making a killing uh, teaching businesses to do this. And we, it's certainly not that we don't have respect for those folks. But really what we have found is that the best marketing tool that we have as business owners is just doing really good work. Um, and I don't know if you want to like talk a little bit about what that has looked like for, for our business. Well, at first, while we, because we were both working at, are we allowed to say the place? Sure, yeah, yeah. whatever, we, it's free country. We love them, it's not like, uh, we both worked at a mental health center uh, somewhere in the upstate. And so we did that and then would drive all the way to TR to we would like switch off nights and TR is our town that yeah, we live travel in. Uh, and we would see clients at night and we would, you know, alternate days. And at first it was really slow. And I say that because I don't want you to get discouraged. <laughs> it was slow uh, on purpose because we were trying to make sure that the clients were a really good fit. And what ended up happening, I would say after about a year into it, about a year, and we can pull up those numbers at some point, but I would say a majority of our referrals were word of mouth. Yeah, that's is that's how I remember it. Is mm -hmm. that it was it was slow to start, and um, there were days where I, I mean, I, I won't speak for you, but there were days when I was like, oh my gosh, uh, is this going to work out? You know, like, am I going to, um, are we going to, am I going to get enough clients this week to you know pay pay whatever bills I have? And that's um, you know it's kind of scary, but also um, I think we believed in the work that we were doing. And I think that's one reason that this is part of your best marketing tools to do good work is that it also engenders a sense of confidence inside yourself that you are doing something of value um, that people want, you know? And, and I think if we had uh, this actually, I'll just mention this briefly. We decided together that we were only ever going to take clients that we really wanted to work with. So for instance, and I, I love children. I have two of my own who I, Oh my gosh, I enjoy them so much. Like they are my favorite part of uh, of every day. Uh, they're so much fun. I hate being a child's therapist. I, and I'm so glad that there are folks who do it. It's not that I'm like not a believer in play therapy. Like I'm a huge believer in play therapy and I love therapists who work with young kids. Um, I don't ever want to be one of those therapists. I, I just don't enjoy the work. That's maybe, you know, I could share my thoughts on that some other time. But um, 
it's really just personal preference. And so we made this decision together that we were simply not going to, to do that, to take on clients that we didn't want to see. And part of what that was about was making sure that, you know, if I show up and I'm trying to, you know, kind of half-ass my way through some play therapy or whatever with a, with a kid, um, I'm not doing very good work. I'm, I'm just not. And, um, and that, then I don't feel particularly confident about the work that I'm doing. Um, and, and resentful. A and, bit. and maybe a little resentful. And then the people walk away um, from their time with me, not really having gotten particularly good therapy. And then, you know, maybe that's what spur, uh, spreads around by, by word of mouth rather than, oh, I saw this guy and, and he did good work. Now, I, I want to be clear, right, that I'm not saying that every client who's come to see us thinks that we're just we're just killer therapists. I'm sure that we have been wildly underwhelming <laughs> to some people and that is okay. We understand like we're not uh, a great fit for everybody and we're also we're human beings. We don't always do like incredible work. And the fit is like I think it's still the leading predictor of whether therapy will go well is the fit between therapist and client. Oh, yeah, like, like leading better to better you, outcomes. Yeah, like yeah. If I, I could be the best, we could be the best therapist in the world, but if they don't trust us and they don't want to like go out into the world and make movement, nothing's going to happen. Um, I think a lot of questions that some of my supervisees have had is like, how do you find what is your good fit for a client? Like, mm. um, and admittedly, mine was a little bit of a trial and error. <laughs> Because my the job before we did the private practice, I did mostly work with kids and teenagers, so they were easy clients for me to get. And what I wanted the most was to get out of that job and start private practice. So admittedly, I did sort of kind of say yes to a lot of people that maybe I wouldn't have. Um, I still loved all of them. I love all of you. Um, and I'm really good at it. I'm, I don't say that very often, yeah. but I'm, a re I'm really good uh, with kids. And, but what I started to notice was that when I saw their names and their, or their initials on my schedule, I started to feel a little different about them. Uh, not about them, most about their parents, honestly, because a lot, a lot of times the parents didn't want to do the work. And that can be really discouraging. Um, I'd see the kids put in a crap ton of work in session and make all these changes, and then it all goes to you-know-what when they get home. Uh, so, but, and then how I also was able to get out of that was I started to see more teenagers and I really started to notice a trend like, oh my gosh, I get excited when people are angry. Okay. So like making a mental note of all the times this is what I tell my supervisees. Every time you feel a little bit of like excitement, make a mental note or like make an actual note if you have ADHD like me, write an actual note of like what kinds of clients give you that little like spark. Um, and I, I learned that it's angry teenagers and couples and <laughs> people over the age of 50, yeah. so, uh, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And, um, you know, as you're talking about this, I'm just remembering what it was like to, you know, have somebody reach out to the practice saying like, oh, I'd like to come and see you and I'll pay you, you know, $100 an hour or whatever to, uh, this, I mean, that's, that's our, you know, that's in the ballpark of our rate. Um, you know, they would offer, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll come and I'll give you business and, and I'll pay you. And then to say... Actually, no, I don't. I don't do that work when you have, you know, four sessions scheduled that week. <laughs> like it. Oh, like that felt like death on on one level. But there was this. We, but we made a bet. And the bet was if we uh, make our dream jobs for ourselves, um, then we are going to be flourishing as people. And if we're flourishing as people, then we will flourish as therapists. And if we flourish as therapists, then we'll do good work. And if we do good work, word will get out and um, and that will be generative for us business-wise. And it makes what, me cry every time I think about it. No, I mean, it's... Because <laughs> it, like, it all goes back. I know I'm just like 
I don't know what this is. What am I doing here? I don't know. Playing guitar. Playing a guitar, I know. Uh, I was going to say a broken record, but I went with a guitar. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to Freud that up later. Um, Now I lost my train of thought because I was... It all goes back to mutual respect. I found it. I love love when I find it. Well, connect the dots for me. (laughs) (laughs) How does it relate to mutual respect? Mutual respect, because if we're respecting us and we're trying to do really good work, we know that it's part of doing good work is that we respect ourselves and our clients. And we do good good work. They're going to go out to the community and do good work and so on and so forth. And the people that we hire, we decided very early on, we're not going to be a volume business. Like, it was just us for, like, what, like, first three years? Mm -hmm. Just building it up, trying to figure shit out, basically. Um, And... The people that we hired, amazing. Yeah, they've, they've been incredible. I mean, we're just so, we could probably do a whole podcast just like. Uh, just like feature them. You're like, hey, Yeah, are. just like tell you about how much Here's we love them and, and how proud we are of them. Um, I think that, um, I think that this is one thing, this, this kind of myth, I think that, that gets talked about certainly in our field. And uh, again, I'm not saying that what we're saying is going to apply to every field, but there's this myth in our field of like, yeah, when you're starting a private practice, you just kind of have to take everybody and you have to work stupid hours. And yeah, you just like, you know, you burn the candle at every, at every end and you work weekends every weekend. And, and we, we made this bet, I mean, really maybe even against our better judgment, we, we made this bet that no, from the get go, we are going to work the job that we want to have. Um, and we knew that it would be slower to build up a, a caseload. And, uh, and there were just these like gut wrenching moments of like turning down, you know, turning down business and referring people elsewhere um, who Which would be paying was, clients. That was also a really good thing that we did. It wasn't like, we're not a good fit. See you later. We actually like, because we had the time, we would help them find, you know, a not trash therapist. And then that would, they loved that. And then if they liked who we were, they would send other people our way. Yeah. I mean, that's that happened several it, times. It's, it's been interesting to actually just see that there have been like I, I got this referral, they're like, yeah, so-and-so, and of course I'm not going to say the name, nor do I even remember the name, but they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so um, told me uh, told me about you. And uh, so I thought I'd call and I was like, I don't know. Who, <laughs> I mean, I didn't say this on the phone, but I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't know who that person is, who's that? And then the client comes in and during the first session, they're like, yeah, you know, you know, so-and-so. And I'm like, uh, again, I don't really confirm, you know, we, we're not allowed to like confirm or deny whether or not we see people. And so I'm trying to kind of evade that. And they're like, yeah, they called here and they wanted you to see their kid. But um, I guess you don't see kids or where. And so it was just, well, it was, it was somebody. It was I, somebody I stopped seeing kids, by the way, out of respect for myself. Well, yeah, so. it, was, it was just somebody who had reached out for therapy and I had said no, but I had done it in this like respectful and warm and responsive way and helped them get hooked up with another therapist in town who, who did that work. And even just that, like, it's not just about the therapeutic work that we do in like a therapy session, but it's just like how we conduct ourselves as human beings um, that, hey, here's a person who they're, they're struggling or gosh, they've got this kid who's having a really hard time. They've probably called 10 practices already. They left, I don't even know how many messages they've gotten delays. They've got, well, we don't take your insurance. They've gotten, you know, answer after answer after answer. And so just to have somebody say, well, I don't do that work, but hey, um, let me call you back tomorrow morning and I'll have a few names for you of folks who maybe could could see them like later this week. To them, this is like this massive service that we've given them. And it doesn't, it really doesn't take me all that much work to do it. But this is what I'm saying. Like, uh, you could develop this huge marketing budget. You know, you could devote, you know, 25% of your uh, business revenue into marketing and um, and it would be expensive. And you know what? I'm not, again, I'm not saying that that is money poorly spent 
or that that won't help build your business. I'm not saying that at all, but I am saying, you know, that that uh, little bit of interference that I ran for that parent, um, that was free. I didn't have to pay anybody to do that. And it took me about 15 minutes and it generated a, a client for me, which, I, and I don't like translating clients into dollars or something like that. That's not something that we do at our practice, but like just a very, very quick math, like, wow, like what a well-spent 15 minutes, mm -hmm. you know, uh, from, a, from a revenue standpoint. Um, so I, I, we really just are believers that the best uh, way to drum up business is, is word of mouth. And the way to get word of mouth referrals is to do really, really good work and to treat people well. And, um, and the same if you hire any future associates. We are that's our goal is to give them their dream jobs. We don't micromanage. We don't say you have to see 35 clients a week because you better be making us money. Like, no, because we came out of that. We know that's not our dream job. Yeah. <laughs> or that maybe that is their dream job. They want 35 a week, but I highly doubt it. Um, yeah, I think yeah. For, for us, there's this thing of like the thing that we most tried to avoid in uh, when we've come up against hiring decisions is we want really low turnover. Um, we know that that is stressful. I remember I was in a supervisory position uh, when I worked for the Department of Mental Health, and um, we just had we had really high turnover. And the hiring process was oh my gosh, uh, excruciating for a whole bunch of reasons that maybe we can talk about in some other some other podcast. I'll get on some uh, soapbox about about government red tape or something. But how to not hire people? Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean truly, but uh, but we we knew that turnover is for one it's really really expensive um from a opportunity cost perspective to have a lot of turnover and sometimes that needs to happen i mean like we we had a a, a therapist who worked with us for a while who rolled off of our practice not for any a bat we we never would have asked her to leave we loved her working with us and she liked working uh with us uh it was just like you know kind of fit and you know parting of ways which is fine and we're like we wish her the best i think i like referred some clients to her or whatever um uh we're like super super proud of her but um you know that's like that's like the one bit of turnover that we've had and sometimes that stuff needs to happen but oh my gosh Let's not have it be that people are leaving because they're unhappy because we're treating them poorly or because we're boxing them in and we're not letting them really do what they want to do. So um, that that really is like that's our approach to running our practice is we want as close to zero percent turnover as we can as we can have. And we want um, and, and we want everybody here to be deliriously happy about working with us. And so we'll find these like little ways of doing that, that, I mean, they don't, to us, they are not that big a deal, both in our, well, like they, our accounting ledger yeah. and, you know, just from like a time and resource standpoint, but to our associates, they can be these like super, super meaningful things that go a really, really long way and help them to feel valued and appreciated and so on and so forth. And, you know, whatever, we could probably make more money if we took if we did this like other model or something but yeah we even paid almost the opposite percentage of what most yeah people it's usually what like 65 35 or 70 30 or something or 60 40, 60, 40 somewhere in there that's what a lot of where like of practices the, do. the practices will keep the higher amount and give that cheaper amount to the 
associate and we don't do that we do the other way <laughs> yeah and, and again i'm not saying you know it could be that this isn't applicable to every to every business model or something like that it's just we're wanting to share some some wins that we've had running a private practice that things that have really worked for us and have worked for the folks who work with us um and it worked through the pandemic just throwing that out there. Yeah. Like, was there a week or two where everybody was like, oh my God, and we had to figure out whether we were going to do online virtual stuff. But then it like scooped right back up because of word of mouth, because people were desperate. Well, yeah, because because the um, the contribution of what we offer did not decrease in value. And I, I think that is the, I think that's like the main thing. Um, this is what I mean when I say that your best marketing tool is doing good work. Like uh, what I mean when I say good work is that you look at what you have to offer and you say, is this something that is of actual value? Not like kind of trend, uh, like transient value. Like I'm thinking like, like fidget spinners or fidget spinners. I remember fidget <laughs> spinners. It was like everybody, you know, and like these little elementary school kids were like bankrupting their parents, <laughs> buying, uh, buying fidget spinners. Um, okay. Now the thing about a fidget spinner, right. Is like it, uh, it had value, but like only because it was, it was like trendy. And then like, you know, there were these people who were like, I, you know, I bought, you know, 10,000 fidget spinners at, you know, some bulk cost and, and then I'm going to sell them off and I'm going to make this massive profit. And then of course, fidget spinner, you like fast forward a month and a half and fidget spinners are like, who cares anymore? Like you, anybody who owns them or anybody who wants one already has, you know, 12 and, and they're really not cool anymore. The trend is over. And so now you've got 10,000 fidget spinners sitting in your garage. Like, that's what I mean when I say transient value to like, know that what you have to offer, uh, transcends that, like that it has lasting, uh, like meaningful value to human beings, not just as individuals, but to the community. And then to like, to really like work on that craft, to do it really well to do it really, really well. Uh, the thing is, is that that is, um, that stands up against like economic pressures that stands up against, um, uh, changes in people's lives. I mean, uh, that stands up against, um, I, I would, I would put that up against a, uh, search engine optimization strategy any day. Um, because whatever, maybe people find us or whatever, and then they come here, uh, they find us online because we're the first website listed. And so then they come and our, our therapy is just garbage. Well, then guess what? They come for like two sessions and then they're out of here. And sure, like we can fill the couch the next week with somebody else because our search engine, you know, we're at the top of the search engine. But then the person who came for two sessions and thinks our therapy is garbage, appropriately so, they leave and they let, they, and they let other people know. Um, and so we're just... Um, I, we are just huge, huge believers that like really working on your craft and not just like doing a job well, but being a good human being. Okay. Uh, that is something that uh, is, is just is just powerful and is magnetic and pulls in business. And um, and then I would say that the, the best reward, I mean, it's it's business smart, but it's also this like you could probably I could be convinced that we actually would make we would be more profitable if we took a different approach, but our quality of life would be radically different. Like there's also satisfaction of knowing that you actually helped, that you, um, that you have treated people well. Like we even had this recent situation come up where like, uh, and I won't air out the whole situation, but like uh, one of us, we, like we made a, a big mistake, like a super not cool mistake and uh, really hurt a client. 
and it was so tempting. I mean, wasn't it so tempting for us to be like, okay, like, oh, I want to sweep this under the rug. Like, how can we image manage here or something? And instead, uh, we stuck to our values and we took responsibility. And there was this opportunity for like reconciliation and healing in the relationship. And you know what? Like, we we were going to do that, whether it was going to go well or go poorly. But the truth is, is that it went really well, like very, very well. And probably is that's a story that if that client ever chooses to uh, share that story and and we will never, ever put pressure on that client to share that story or, you know, we're not going to put some blurb on our website about it. But oh. um, but like for, you know, if they ever ch- choose to tell that story. Oh my gosh, like what, what a little bit of marketing and it cost us nothing except for courage on our part and sticking to our guns. And speaking on courage, like, cause you say like hone your craft and I, at least younger therapists they are like, I don't know what that is. Like that's part of the courage. You have to like have courage to like try things and fail. Mm-hmm. Um, like do start out with the kinds of clients that you know that you like, at least for now. And then like you're teaching courage to them. You gotta like do it yourself. Um, like the first couple I had, I was scared. I was so scared. Um, I don't think I've ever studied that hard for therapy sessions, but it's the most successful couple I've ever had. And since then I've just gotten more and more myopic about it. And it's just gotten really great. Yeah. So, so much so that now she's gotten invited to teach a couple, a four day couples counseling workshop in the United Kingdom. So like that, uh, and I'm not like, well, I am kind of, I'm, I'm trying to toot your horn because I mean, I'm proud of her for this, but I, um, yeah, when, when I say good work too, I think you're pulling this out of me now that, um, when I say good work, I'm not saying that like every, like Adam, yeah. Like I'm not saying from like an atomistic standpoint, like every moment has to just you have to be just crushing it, like you know, uh, just yeah. succeeding. Atoms it's... make up everything. Have you heard that joke? <laughs> you can't trust atoms; they make up everything. It's that, a dad joke, mom joke. That's that's pretty bad. That's right. pretty bad. <laughs> but, forget but okay, I said, and I'm and touche. I'm I'm laughing. <laughs> um, what I, what I'm saying is in the long term, like to do really bad work and then to own it. I think that's doing good work to really have like a swing and a miss in a session or just they leave and you're like, what did we do that past hour? And then, and then course correct, like that's doing good work. And, um, so yeah, I'm not just saying like, oh yeah, you got to just be, you know, be executing all the time perfectly or something like that. It's, it's a big picture of like, know what good work looks like in the, in, in the long term. And to really work to pursue that rather than some kind of trendy yeah. strategy or something like that. Yeah, you don't want yeah. perfect work anyway. I said this to a client yesterday because they were like, no, I want to be perfect. I'm like, okay, fine. But I'm like, if you are perfect, what is your purpose? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like what to, to stay perfect? Maybe you could like teach skills to other people who are less than you, less perfect. But then their example of what to do is based on perfection. And like mm. you, like you can't learn anything new because you know everything. You can't enjoy really anything because you've already enjoyed. I just, what's what, you'd have no purpose. Yeah. So yeah. So, so I said stop it, and then they laughed. So, yeah, because <laughs> because that really that's our number one therapeutic intervention. We just, just tell stop. people to knock it off. You know. Um, anyway, anyways, there's a lot more that we could say. We we think we might kind of do a little bit of a like a businessy kind of we'll, we'll, we'll talk about running a private practice every once in a while. Um, so this is, yeah, a little idea. We got, we got one on like even just a, a cancellation policy that we've, 
um, come to really love uh, that we could talk about. So this, there's more that we could say, but uh, we'll stick a pin in it for today. And um, yeah, we hope that you'll join us next time. Thanks so much. 